In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. There are basically two kinds of songs in the world. There are sad songs and joyful songs, both of them expressions of emotion and of a heart at a certain season. And in Scripture, you see that reflected. You see songs like the Lamentations, which is a funeral dirge, sorrowful, brokenness, weeping. And yet, on the other hand, you see great psalms of celebration. Well, in our study of Revelation, you see repeatedly songs people singing. And in Revelation chapter 18, there's a tremendous contrast between uh, two types of songs. If I might say it this way, we've just come through uh, the judgment of a city, and if there's any song being sung there, it's a song of sorrow. It's a moaning. It is a groaning. And then right in the middle of it, in Revelation chapter 18, verse 20, at the end of this destruction of the Antichrist system, it says in verse 20, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, And ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Is it striking to you to see uh, this word rejoice inserted right in the middle of a chapter of great justice and judgment? There's a contrast between the sorrow of sinners in the end and the rejoicing of God's people. You see, if you're a child of God and you're sorrowing today, I want you to know the only sorrowing you're going to know is now. Later, it's going to be all joy for you. And if you see people in this world living without any thought of God and they seem to be really enjoying themselves, just remember this, that the only joy or happiness they're ever going to know is now. And it's going to be all sorrow in the end. When you come to Revelation 18, verse 20, you really have come to a turning point. Look who's singing now. In the end, the song does not belong to the Satan's crowd. In the end, the song belongs to God's people. Let me point out several things. First of all, notice the cause for the joy in verse 20. The cause for joy is that God has His way in the end. That's beautiful, isn't it? The Bible says, God hath avenged you on her. Remember the Bible says, vengeance belongeth unto the Lord. He's the one who does the repaying in the end. Well, He's just done that in Revelation chapter 18. He's paid the debt. Justice and judgment has come. So I love this thought. The cause for joy in the end is not something we do, it's what God does. Could I say that same thing is true today? The only cause we have for joy, even now, is not what we can produce, what we can accomplish, what we can win, but rather what God does. You'll remember that in the previous verses, uh, the people of the earth, the, the final Babylon, the Antichrist world system, they're all about money. They're all about things and material gain and goods. But in one moment of time, remember in one hour, all of that is gone. So notice the cause for joy is not material. It is spiritual. Do not root your joy today in temporal things. You'll be disappointed. You'll be a very disillusioned person. No, root your joy in that which is eternal. And so verse 20 gives us this great command, rejoice. Sounds like Philippians, doesn't it? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We're going to rejoice for all of eternity and our joy is rooted in God. 
But in this passage, we not only see the cause for joy, we also see the continuing of the joy, that it's not momentary. This world may offer a little glimmer or glimpse of happiness or laughter or merriment, but the Lord gives a continuing joy because, remember Ecclesiastes says, whatever the Lord does, He does it forever. You can't add anything to it. You can't take anything away from it. When God finally finishes His work, it's complete. So listen to the rest of the passage. Verse 21, And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found, here's the expression, no more at all. You see the middle picture here of the casting of the millstone into the sea? It'll take you back to Jesus' teaching about those who offend the little ones. Uh, Having a millstone wrapped about their neck and them cast in the midst of the sea. Can I tell you that Babylon will have led astray an entire generation? An entire generation of little ones will have followed the Antichrist instead of the Christ and God's going to judge them. But here's the expression, they'll be found no more at all. I'll keep reading, verse 22. And the voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee. And no craftsman of whatsoever craft to be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. Are you getting a repetition here? Verse 23, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Count them six times. God says the Antichrist had his way and Babylon had its time, but it will be found no more at all. Now later in Revelation, we're coming to a whole list of no mores, things that will be no more in heaven. I'm looking forward to getting there. Uh, But here in Revelation chapter 18, God six times says, I want you to know the devil may have his way for a time, but then it will happen no more at all. That's the reason for continuing joy because God is going to make a complete work. Did you notice before we move on that all of their harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters no, no longer have a reason to play and to sing? Friend, we will have a song that goes into eternity. It will increase. It will get stronger and stronger. But the songs of this world will get weaker and weaker until eventually they have nothing to sing about. One final thought. God shows us here at the end of Revelation 18 not only the cause for joy, which is the Lord, and the continuing of joy because God's going to take care of it completely. But notice the chorus of joy. This is so interesting to me. The first verse that we read, verse 20, says, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets. That's a key, in heaven. And then when you come to the last verse of the chapter, verse 24, And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. Do you see the heaven and the earth? Can I say to you, the chorus of joy is singing from heaven. This is not from earth's perspective. It is from heaven's perspective. Get this. On earth, they they were full of persecution. But now that God's dealt with them, from heaven comes the song of praise. Uh, On earth, nothing but death. But in heaven, nothing but life. Aren't you glad that earth is not the end? That this sin-cursed planet we live on and this world system... Uh, that seems to be uh, constantly pushing its agenda is not the end of the story. No, heaven is the end. In fact, 
read through the chapter division. That's the way the next chapter begins. Revelation 19 verse 1, And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. The chorus of joy is the chorus singing in heaven. For the record, I'm glad to know I'm going to be in the chorus. Now, we know that those who are specifically called on to rejoice here are the martyrs, those who are persecuted for their faith, those who were put to death by this Babylonish antichrist system. But friend, there's a choir tuning up in glory. Soon we all will be there. We'll all be part of the song. Are you ready to sing? If you're not a believer, could I urge you today, have faith in God. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Settle the matter of your soul's salvation. Be sure you know you're going to be with God someday. And if you are a believer, keep singing. Sing your way through the trial. Sing your way through the trouble because soon you're going to be singing in triumph. We're going to stand on the other side in heaven and look who's singing now. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.